Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of Vice. It's Monday, December 10th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today we're talking to music journalist Colin Joyce about Noisy's 100 Best Albums of the Year list. It's been a tough year politically, but let's not forget about all the art and the music that helps us through every day. So today we're talking about the best of the best music of 2018. Colin, it is that time of year again. Noisy just published two major lists, 100 Best Albums of the Year and 100 Best Tracks of the Year. And that's a ton of music to wade through. How long have you been working on these lists? We've probably been thinking about them since, like, mid-October. The The voting didn't start until early in November, I want to say, but there was a, a lot of Google Docs going around as soon as mid-October, I would say. And how are these lists actually made? So Noisy is a lot of different people spread across a lot of different places. We we had people voting on this list from Canada, the UK, and Australia, in addition to the people that work in the New York office and L.A., So the Google Doc process is a lot of just convincing everybody to listen to the records that you like because we all have very different tastes. And then when that doesn't happen, um, we all rep for the records that we like anyway. So there's a, uh, not to get too far in the weeds, but we have points that we can assign to vote for specific albums. And then that's all collated to determine like the overall staff ranking or whatever. So it's like whatever gets the most points is highest up on the list. However... In order to correct for the fact that that process just gives you the albums that the most people have heard, essentially. So something like the Arctic Monkeys record, maybe, which a lot of people like a little bit rather than people really liking it, will end up with a lot of points. So then we correct for that in a conference room here in the New York office where everybody that's here, um, and then we Skype in the L.A. people. And we yell at each other a lot about where things actually deserve to be. (laughs) How long was that meeting? Uh, So for each of the lists, it took basically three of our different staff meetings. So it's like a whole week's worth of uh, meetings that we usually have. And in each one's at least an hour. This year, we made the executive decision to order some pizza for those meetings. So they went down a lot smoother. Um, we noticed that once people have full stomachs, they're less likely to like stand on the table and yell at each other. Cool. So how do you take into consideration making sure the list is varied enough, not just in terms of like how well known or how listened to an album might be, but like in terms of genre and like gender, race, like all of that kind of thing. Totally. I mean, I think that a lot of that just happens naturally because there's a lot of different people at Noisy from a lot of different backgrounds, both in terms of music and history and everything. 
so we're all coming with different perspectives, and I think that that's why the noisy list is so all over the place compared to <laughs> other publications Fair is because point. we have people that exclusively listen to metal. Shout out to Kim Kelly. We have people <laughs> that exclusively listen to rap, and uh, those things end up colliding once a year on these lists. So I think that our lists are very diverse in, in all the ways that you just talked about, and I think that a lot of that is just the nature of the people that we have on the staff. I think that some correction for that happens at the time that we're uh, yelling at each other in a conference room. That's those are definitely the, the sorts of things that will that will be talking about to just say like, hey, this album that was like just outside the list is really different than a lot of the stuff that's on the list. So maybe like, oh, hey, we have a bunch of bands that sound like Pavement on here. Maybe we can bump one of those in favor of this like awesome female rapper from the UK. Okay, so how do you think the list turned out? I have complicated feelings the the short answer is that i am incredibly stoked at all of the writing on the list everybody that works at noisy is basically a genius in their respective uh fields the stuff that they care about um and i think that uh we do as i mentioned before we do a great job at like having things that other people don't have like i mean we have we everybody just has such a depth of knowledge about their specific things that I don't know. It's 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 all over the place. That is, I think is the good thing. However, because I'm an egomaniac, um, I always wish that there are more of my picks on there. So I think that I mean personally, I have a preference for you know more out there sounds. And while I definitely got a lot of that on this list, probably more than there is any justification for there to be. <laughs> um, I always wish there could be more. So when I said it's complicated, I just mean that. I just mean it should reflect me more because you know. I'm the one that's here in the studio to talk about it. <laughs> so true. So what was your personal favorite album of the year and did it get on this list? Uh, yes. As much as I love uh, all sorts of different re- records that ended up on this list, there was one that I repped really hard for, and that was the album Waste Isolation by Black Dresses. And that's definitely an example of the weirder stuff that I was talking about. It's this duo of singers and producers from Toronto who make basically just like distorted dumpster rave pop. It's like kind of reminds me of hearing Crystal Castles for the first time when I was in high school. Just this like ecstatic and violent and fucked up music that like I haven't felt that spark of discovery in a long time listening to stuff. And because of the way our process works, even though I and our Australian editor were the only people that voted for it, I was able to you know, get in there and say, this album is important to me. This is very important. And it ended up at number 16 on our list for that 16. reason. 16. I, job. Uh, I, it was the one where I really like slammed my fist down on the table <laughs> and said, this is the one. This is the one. Well, I'm glad it made it towards the top. Let's talk about the top three. I know that they're not necessarily like your top three, mm-hmm. but the top three albums are Tierra Wax, Wack World, Number two on the list was Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour, and number three was Ariana Grande's Sweetener. Let's start with the number one best of the best album, Whack World. What's the deal with this album? So I think a lot of different people on Noisy really got behind this album, but a couple of us really made the argument that it was the most representative of the year, the, the like crazy year that we lived through. Um, so Tierra Whack is 
the basic facts are that she's a rapper from Philadelphia and she started rapping a while ago under a different name, kind of as like a more traditional Philadelphia rapper. Like she like idolized Meek Mill. That that was like kind of where she came from. But a couple of years ago, she released this song called Mumbo Jumbo, where she was essentially rapping without like really saying any words. It was just kind of like garbled nonsense that was inspired by her. She broke a tooth eating some chicken wings or something like that. And that was how she was talking for a while. And she's like, oh, I could make a song out of that. So I think that that's emblematic of the perspective she brings to this record. It's um, it's really offbeat and weird. It's uh, 15 songs in 15 minutes. Just kind of like as one gets going, it transitions to a totally different track and genre usually. There's this like really brilliant stretch that in the middle of the record that goes from like an R&B song for a minute and this like really elastic rapping and then ends on this pseudo country song called Fuck Off um, that she's talking about her relationship with her dad and and all of this stuff is like compressed into these like minute long vignettes that it, it's very blurry feeling and overwhelming and there's so much that happens which I think is just like that's how I experienced 2018 like just like everything was flying by in a flash and and I could never really get my bearings I think that that's like uh, music for the age of the infinite scroll you know yes totally yeah I read your list and I actually hadn't listened to this album yet and so I checked it out and one thing that really caught my eye was the videos there's like this incredible series of music videos that like the songs all like blend into one another and are super creative and unique which i just thought was a really cool element of of the project yeah an interesting thing about those videos is because they're they're only a minute long and fit together they all fit in like the instagram grid together which i think is like also telling about the time that we live in is that it's an album that you can like experience in full just like on your phone. Yeah, totally, totally. Very 2018. Um, okay, number two, Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. Love it. Love the the pop country. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this album at number two? I think that she's great. She she has such a an interesting history as a songwriter. She she broke out. Uh, I want to say like around five years ago, um, kind of as this like punkish force within country radio music. She saying a lot about like queerness and smoking weed and stuff, which are like not unheard of in country music, but still contrarian gestures. Not to mention the fact that like it is still such a struggle for women in country music to get played on the radio. So she has been this like against the grain force while still making music that very much like represents that that feeling. I mean, I guess at this moment, she's kind of out of step with what country music has come to sound like now that it's like ultra pop. But Mm. she still makes she still makes music that's like very poppy and bright. And so I think that this record builds on that history in an interesting way, because it's not so much in the subject matters now, but her music almost feels like a middle finger to the country establishment. Uh, There's like a lot of disco influences on this record in the blurb that are writer Alex Ross wrote, there's a line that refers to one of the, to High Horse as a Stetson top disco song, which is totally right. It's like wearing a cowboy hat in the club for sure. Whoa, whoa. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And she rules. It's just like a well-written and well-produced record. I think that in terms of just like pure sound alone, there's few things that sound so rich this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It's a really, it's a really great album. Um, okay, number three is getting even more mainstream. We mm-hmm. kind of like went 
one whack world, less mainstream, getting a little more mainstream with Casey Musgraves. And number three is Ariana Grande's Sweetener. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is your jam or not. I love Ariana Grande, but what do you think about her taking up one of the top three spots? Totally. I mean, I think that I think that each of these three records represents a different thing about Noisy's taste, but this one, it's just kind of like the platonic ideal of what pop music should be. Mm-hmm. They're just like so, I feel like they're so sturdy is, is the way that I have been thinking of these songs. Like they, they just like, from from top to bottom they just like hit you right in your chest um i don't know i I don't often listen specifically for lyrical content so i thinking about this record in terms of pure sound there's just so much interesting stuff happening especially that that intro with all of the like heavenly harmonies that Mm -hmm. she she rules she's really good at what she does this is i mean it's not like a record that i think that i personally spend a lot of time like sitting at my desk listening to but it does what it does, I think, better than any other record in this like vein does this year. Yeah, I think that's that's a very fair analysis. So if you were to tell us, like, you got to listen to this album on this list, it's amazing, but like you ca- you're going to have to dig through the list to find it, what would it be? Like, off of the top three, what should we listen to? Totally. There's this band called Machine Girl that is uh, in the, somewhere in the 80s on the list. It was definitely one of those like passion project picks that I don't even know if I convinced anybody else at Noisy to listen to. But they're this they're a duo that has this history in like the New York electronic scene. Um, there's a lot of techno influences on their record, but so they they actually became a duo on this record with the addition of this drummer that plays just like incredibly loud and fast. So they they remind me a lot of listening to like Lightning Bolt, you know, the like the noise rock band from. The, the previous decade. So it's like that, but with these techno influences, it's it's a head-spinning record for sure. I saw them play this past weekend at Elsewhere, and the singer was doing lots of, like, hanging from the, the girders around the venue and screaming, and they each definitely took times to uh, hawk loogies into the crowd, um, which is both disgusting and very endearing since I wasn't <laughs> standing directly underneath them. <laughs> Amazing. So are you glad that list time is over? Yes, it is definitely one of the busier times of year for us. So it's good to be able to take a breath for a moment. However, we still have our list of the overlooked albums of the year, which are um, it'll be, you know, smaller, more things like the Machine Girl, like smaller, weirder records that we love but weren't able to squeeze onto the list for whatever reason. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming down and talking about your top 100 lists. Of course, anytime. You can check out the full list at noisy.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.